you know, in some cases, I think the lessons there are twofold in team building gone wrong, right? Is one, don't build your team in a vacuum. And two, if it falls apart, don't feel bad about yourself. You might've built your team in a vacuum. Good day. Welcome to the Consultant and the Coach podcast. There is nothing more frustrating than throwing your entire effort into building a team and to have it blow up in your face. So today, team building gone wrong. Um, and I had a Bible verse picked out, but Josh, your story is even better. What'd you pick out, man? <laughs> well, I was thinking about this in particular because, you know, obviously, generally people like to think about the Bible and all the good things. And I was thinking about all the negative ones, you know, uh, at times. I was thinking about King Saul. I was thinking about all the generational dysfunction between Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And um, there's some of that stuff too, generational sin, but the one that I thought was most interesting for team building gone wrong, if, and it's not a particular scripture as much as a long, several chapters you can go read later, but my synthesis is from the book of Esther, uh, and when it's talking about the, the uh, Jewish people are in exile, and Haman uh, sort of comes in and basically tells the king, hey, look, the Jews are getting too big and powerful. We got to do something about them. He says, okay, great, and come back with a plan. And a guy named Mordecai hears about it. He enlists Esther, who's also Jewish, but she happens to be favored by the king um, inside the king's court, I think married to the king at that point. They work together. Uh, and, and the long story short was <laughs> Haman basically chose the wrong team uh, because it, it, what I found to be most ironic about the story was he goes and builds out builds this big uh, thing to basically impale Mordecai on because he mm-hmm. gets really mad at Mordecai in the process, much politics and whatnot, and very in, in, intriguing book. They should make a movie about it, but uh, good HBO show, I think, in there somewhere. But um, they go build this whole long, tall thing to basically impale Mordecai on it, and at the end of the process, Haman actually gets caught by the king for his you know bad deeds and because he favors esther and he sort of misses where the where the political landscape is and ends up getting impaled on the the, the very thing he built to impale his enemy on oh exactly um, which was like oops team building gone bad like <laughs> well and and as we get into it i have you know what's from a coaching standpoint i have the three c's that i i coach at a competency character connection and if anything that is an example of character gone wrong because he had this very evil mm-hmm. way of doing things and mm-hmm. when you have bad character it does not end up in it does not end up well, and you see this with uh, Haman. Well, and, and he also didn't uh, truly choose his connections properly, right? I mean, obviously, he had advisors and people he was working with and trying to, you know, sort of feel his way through that. I mean, there's there's key characters in the Bible, but I think we all know enough about how things work that sort of characters come through these stories, which are true, but um, there's teams and groups of people sort of, I'm sure, in the time who were in and around these very kind of politically intriguing moments um, so he, he didn't choose his team well. No, he did not. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I, we, we, we came up with this idea of kind of team building gone wrong, kind of tongue in cheek, but we, we came up with it because I've had so many opportunities where I've tried to build my team or coached other people and it has not gone well. Not for mm. lack of effort, not for trying, but it just, mm-hmm. it just flat out didn't turn out well mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um and you know I, I alluded to earlier so when i'm looking at team building I, there's three things from a coaching perspective that i look at one's competency the second one's character the third one's connection and i can look at every 
team building time that I have done that has not turned out well, and it always comes down to one of those three things. Mm -hmm. So I had this great guy I hired, and I thought he was going to be great for a team. Great guy, great interacting with people, seemed like a high-character guy, and we hired him. Mm -hmm. And the second day on the job, he goes, hey, 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 boss, how do you print again? Uh, Control P. Okay, okay, I got it, got it, I got it. Hey, very next day. I forgot how to print again. Uh, file print. And the guy did not have the top end, not even top end, bottom end. He <laughs> didn't end. even have the bottom end. How do you print a piece of paper? So right. even though he had character, he had connection, he didn't have the competency to do the job. And sometimes we can be so enamored with someone mm. building a team, they don't have the competency. Now, mm-hmm, it's one mm-hmm, of those things mm-hmm. like, okay, Oops, we forgot to do the basic skills test on a computer because if you're in your 20s and still don't know how to print, that's something my kindergartner, or actually he's now in fourth grade, can do with ease. So first for me is you got to have the competency Mm -hmm. side of things. I love a lot of people, but their top end is not high enough. And, you know, if you're going to do a complex job, especially like what you're doing, you can't hire them. You right. can't add them to your team. Right. What are some right. examples right. that you have? Well, it's interesting you mentioned, you know, the first one that comes to mind on the character side. I've, I've worked with, um, you know, different startups and groups and leaders and, 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 and worked with a one, many wonderful ones. So so the ones that don't end up in this, you know, this this episode, <laughs> there's dozens that they, because we went right and we did a good job and good work. So um, seeing it done well, one, you know, one that comes to mind, I worked with a, with a CEO who had this great vision and, and similar to you, like started out thinking, gosh, you know, he, we've got a great idea here. You know, he's, he's really passionate. He's, he's highly competent in terms of he was a highly respected surgeon uh, researcher in his space. Um, he had, he had shown some business acumen in the past. He sort of was assembling this interesting team. I was getting to work along a lot of consulting strategy and growth work for him. Um, and we get about mm, six months in, and, and the pandemic starts to hit, and stressors of other kinds start to hit, and some other things start to happen. Um, and it's interesting, you don't fully see the character of people until they're under stress. Right? Oh, yes. Yeah. And I think that's where team building gone wrong, is, is you sort of begin to see um, people's uh, stress begin to erode uh, veneers of character, veneers of, you know, morality and even good, good intentions or stated intentions around doing things the right way. Um, you know, an interview is actually horrible because it's like the perfect, you know, environment. You're not under any stress, really, like real stress. I mean, there's a stress of the interview, but not like character stress. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and, it, and it just turned out that this particular leader had significant character deficiency care. I mean, significant, and I won't get into them. But it was, I mean, it was almost comical, actually. So it was like, to the, we had a couple other people on the team who I would talk to on a regular basis after we had these team meetings and be like, what is he talking about? Like, yeah. it was rambling. It was dishonest. It was an in- unwillingness to confront reality. It was an unwillingness to make the hard decisions. It was an unwilling, like... And the one thing is where they needed to move, we needed to move, he wouldn't move. The things where we needed to be firm, he wouldn't be firm. Like, 
uh, you know, it was insane. But it was it was all gone wrong. I mean, because, <laughs> because the character under under conflict, um, character under duress, under stress is tested, mm-hmm. right? And I think when building a team, I think the thing to remember is, you know, there's one thing to build your team in sort of that perfect environment, right? Um, it's sort of like when you do uh, like physics, right? There's physics without, you know, the influence of things like friction. <laughs> and then there's the complexity of physics when you actually have to do it, you know, not in a vacuum, yeah. right? Because there's both, right? And I think so many times we have to be careful not to build our teams in the, um, in the vacuum. So it's to be, oh, this is a great team, great people, great character. But what happens when the friction hits? <laughs> Well, then you find out exactly how strong your team is. <laughs> exactly. So I think, you know, in some cases, I think the lessons there are twofold in team building gone wrong, right? One, don't build your team in a vacuum. And two, if it falls apart, don't feel bad about yourself. You might have built your team in a vacuum. <laughs> well, and, <laughs> you didn't know. And, <laughs> you didn't and test it. You make a good point there talking about, here, here's this guy. Everything looked good until the pandemic hit. Mm-hmm. And... And a number of other stressors. It wasn't just that, well, but it was one of a few. Anything would have brought it out eventually. Yes, yes. It would have been something else. But one thing friction does do is it, it brings out who we truly are as leaders, yeah. who our team is. And that I think that's kind of what we've seen the last two years is uh, we've seen a lot of companies do really well and a lot of companies absolutely implode yeah. because it, would just, it was put to the fire. Yeah. And... And this is where character is so vitally important. Um, I would say character is the number one component in building a company because there is always going to be stressors. There's Mm -hmm. always going to be friction. And I, I was thinking, I had an amazing leader. This is a long, long time ago. And you would have, everything on the outset was perfect absolutely perfect but something was just off and mm-hmm. i could not mm-hmm. put my finger mm-hmm. what was it mm-hmm. well i kept digging 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 um person was having an affair with another person at work well that makes complete sense why there's all sorts of drama and yeah. this and yeah. this yeah. and this yeah. Yeah. and um it was just one of those things it's a character issue mm-hmm. and this person had you just it's one of those things it was just ugly Mm. but character is vitally important because Mm -hmm. our yes needs to be a yes when someone talks to you Mm -hmm. you you need as a great consultant you need facts and if someone gives you half truths here you're trying to compute a math equation or something oh yeah and you can't do it with fuzzy math because then it doesn't add up and you're like this just doesn't work yeah if A about equals 4 versus A equals 4.6379, you get a very different answer, <laughs> depending on the severity of the situation, right? <laughs> Absolutely. Now, l- let's dial down on character. I understand why some people have fuzzy character. They're worried about the consequences. So I'm not justifying it, mm-hmm. but it doesn't surprise me like it used to. I'm like, well, of course. Why? And... Because I think they're worried, well, if I were to bring so-and-so the truth, I'd get fired. Mm-hmm. Or if I were to bring so-and-so and tell them what actually is going on, mm-hmm. I'm going to get in trouble. And this gets 
Yeah. Well, I think I've also, the more we've done this podcast, the more I've been watching sort of things like character and thinking about that and working with a lot of clients, thinking about my past work with clients. I think character is also another word, not ex- entirely, but similar, is maturity. Oh, yeah. Right? And sometimes you just can't measure maturity, right? And so, like, people describe my, my, my oldest daughter as an old soul. Like, she's just naturally going to be mature. Does that, does that mean she has high character? Probably. But not in the sense that, oh, she's better than you from a moral authority perspective. So, like, just to clarify for people listening, yeah. like, what we're talking about character, what we're talking about is people who have demonstrated maturity. And even if you might hire someone in their mid-20s for a particular job, you have to measure their character not against some moral scale, which is, I think, but it's more about the maturity level of their ability to handle the rigors of whatever job you're giving them. And you would give them a very different job in their 30s when they have kids you know, in a family, and they've actually been through life a little bit more. There's a reason why experience matters. Like that's, I think that's a particularly important thing too. Is measure the character not just based on the person on a, on a pure scale, but the relative ability to handle the character required of the job. Mm-hmm. Right, the amount of stress of the job. And with the stress of the job, I mean, it's you know we understand this as we're older, and l- let's pick on our kids. They're they're young. There's peer pressure, or they're just worried on. about anything because they're young Mm -hmm. and it's almost like hey it's okay they're young Mm -hmm. but what what i've seen is as kids become uh, gen zers or millennials if if that character isn't learned hey hey, 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 i'm a millennial why i'm a gen Gen, xer like that's gen z is way behind way behind this but (laughs) you're at least closer to gen z than i am all of five years (laughs) But where I'm going is sometimes there's this break in character that never gets encouraged. You know, it's going to go better for you if you tell the truth. Or Mm -hmm. if you catch someone in a lie, how do we gently bring them along? Now, there's a point where we coach someone up. Yeah. To the point where then they're, they've learned how to incorporate the good and bad. Now, it's one of those things if you coach and coach and coach and they're still telling you lies, you need to fire them. Sure. But I think a lot of times character can be learned. Mm-hmm. Now, as Christians, a whole lot easier with the aid of the Holy Spirit. Okay, f- mm-hmm. Father, forgive me. I, I, I just was not honest in this situation. Mm-hmm. But I think it is something that can be learned. Yep. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, it, it can be learned, but I think it can be learned less and less the older someone gets. So I think you're actually, usually, without some miraculous intervention. Um, So I think that's one thing also to keep in mind is Mm -hmm. if if you have someone who's young, and we'll let people decide what they think young is. Yeah. (laughs) Because it's different based on where you're at. (laughs) Someone young to a mid-20s, something's going to be totally different than me in my now 40s. Yes. Um, But uh, we have someone who's young. You have the ability to mold and shape them. There's more time for them to grow. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Whereas I have several relationships with people, um, have had and and still have people in relationships who are, frankly, in their 50s and 60s uh, and older, um, personal and professional, um, who I do not invest my energy in trying to shape their character. If it comes, it comes. But if there are deficiencies, I have found that there is nothing I can do to mold it. 
Oh, absolutely. Comparatively and, to someone who's in their twenties, like there's much more. There's much more to reap from. And that. now there's other and, benefits. And what to comes to that, my right? mind is I can learn a lot. Those from might be people with calloused hearts, and that's where I'm thinking the proverbs. Exactly. Is, as the heart becomes calloused, yes. you cannot do it. Whereas <laughs> I actually know several individuals in their late seventies. Granted, they are so soft. You can oh, you know, I hadn't thought of that. Let me work on that. Yeah. And so it's one of those things. I, I would say as the heart becomes more calloused, you are exactly right. Right. Yeah. Whereas most young kids do not have calloused hearts, whether one way or another. Right. Now, the third thing I was thinking about, team members gone wrong. You know, so there's the competency problem that they can go wrong. There's the character side. The third side I've seen gone wrong is connection. Mm-hmm. When there's not mm-hmm. enough connection mm-hmm. in the workplace. Yeah. So you have a high performer, high character. They don't play well with others, though. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I would say they don't play well with others. That can sh- take a couple of shapes, right? I would say, right, there's the there's the b- bull in the china shop just not liked by others. Mm-hmm. But there's also the flip side of that I've seen where you um, insulate yourself from others. Yeah. Politically. To, to protect yourself. Poli- well, yeah. Well, just that or just you're naturally an introvert who goes it alone. Mm-hmm. And it's very dangerous. It's oh, yeah, very problematic. Um, and I've seen a lot of leadership styles completely flame out. I worked with a leader who, who actually completely flamed out um, because of their inability to adjust their management style to a changing culture in the company, a changing culture in the world, changing management techniques, and they were stuck in a management model, self-driven, you know, cavalier sort of style leadership, quiet. Not not like bull in the china shop, very introverted, and to the point where he was so so isolated that he had no ability to lead because he didn't ever build relationships with anybody. Yeah, and he was completely and connectionless. And relationships yeah. go two ways. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. for me as an introvert, I'm an introvert as well too. How do we create that connection within our team? But it has to go both ways. And yep. one of the one of the things I try to do is I just call it a three. You know, when I'm interacting with new people or even people I know, what I try to do is I work off of three questions. So this this week I was, I'm was i getting to know my new track team. Uh, I'm coaching high school track, but I'll ask someone, hey, so what year are you in school? Okay, and, and what event are you going to be doing this year? And then what I'll do is I'll ask them, so why did you pick pole vault? That sounds like an amazing sport. And so what, what I'm doing is I'm getting to know them mm-hmm. by asking mm-hmm. two questions. But it's one thing to just ask questions. Mm-hmm. Then we also have to share something about ourselves. Mm-hmm. So you can't just be a question asker. Oh, I love, uh, you have a cat? I have a cat too, and my cat, I, I hate it when he just doesn't pay any attention to me. It, well, but it can be anything. So in all relationships with connection, we need to be engaging others. Mm-hmm. And then we also have to share something about ourselves. Not mm-hmm. hijack a conversation and talk about five minutes for something that I asked you about. But a good 30 seconds. Um or hey, yeah, uh, yeah. My daughter went to Arizona this last week and had a great time on her recruiting visit. And uh, the great thing about going to Arizona is their camp uh, every fall would be up in Flagstaff, which is just a crazy, an amazing place. You like the mountains, don't you? And so it could be one of those things. It really can be anything. But how are we connecting with yeah. our team yeah. where they say, "Hey, Josh is a real person. Eric is a real person." What does that look like? Can I give you one more to think about? Yeah, there? absolutely. When you connect with people. Again, team building gone wrong. I've seen this happen, and I won't mention any names of people in my life. Uh, 
be careful not to make it into a, a, a gripe fest. Oh, absolutely. Right. So the challenge is, the challenge is when someone mentions something negative, oh, gosh, I'm struggling with this. Which, which is good. You want, to, you want people to be open about had a hard weekend. I just told you I had a bad stomach virus last week and it wasn't yeah. fun. You know, the response then shouldn't be, oh, yes, I remember I had that and it was even worse than that one Absolutely. time. <laughs> what, you're exactly right. <laughs> Your life's hard, but mine was hard. Mine's harder. And well, then, then we I've get j- into this spiral of trying to compare how bad our lives are. <laughs> Well, and that's team building gone wrong because that's a quick race to the bottom. <laughs> a race to the bottom in terms of what you're trying to do versus mm-hmm. an empathetic. Oh, that sounds really tough. You know, mm-hmm. do you need anything? How are you feeling? Absolutely. You know what I mean? Like, and very, but very also, and I've seen people miss not that one. for this podcast. That gets into containment. People need to be able to contain their thing. Yeah. And if you have a horrible day, man, that sucks. I'm sorry, Josh, but I can't let you take down my ship. Right. 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 Because. Yeah. You know, if anything, you could, as a friend, you need me to stay higher. Okay, come on. Yeah. And likewise, if I'm down, yeah, you can help bring me up. But if we both run to the bottom, it's like two people drowning. Well, and it doesn't make me feel better to have you telling me how much worse your life is no. than mine. Like that doesn't that that doesn't make me lift me up. That, that actually hurt. You know, versus not only does it not help you, it actually doesn't help me. Right. Mm-hmm. I and mean, that's that's a dual problem. Um, so. so, and I like where you're going because next week's episode. Team building gone right. Excellent. What does it look like? So, you know, it's one of those things, and we could have gone, we could have taken this episode five hours. Yeah. Oh, this happened, this happened, this happened, this happened, this happened. But what does it look like when team building goes right? It feels amazing. Mm-hmm. Absolutely amazing. Mm-hmm. When you, you orchestrate the plan, you know, you come in as a consultant, you've written the perfect plan, and then it works. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, we'll talk more about that next week. That is next week. So until then, hey, go to theconsultantcoach.com, reach out to us, and uh, we would absolutely love to uh, walk with you and your team, whether it be as a consultant or as a coach. So until next week. All right, take care.